It's always great to welcome our friend David Hurst, the Tribune Democrat, into our studio. David, thanks for joining us today. Good to see you. Hey, glad to be here, Bo. I am certainly uh, glad that you made it in here. I realize that it's been a rough couple of weeks, huh? I'm feeling good now. I was uh, just talking off the, off the air with you that uh, I, I picked up uh, COVID mm. uh, th- about three weeks ago now. Fortunately, uh, it, uh, you know, n- nothing, uh, nothing lingering at this point, but uh, it was definitely a uh, rough uh, three, four days. To me, the irony of somebody who has reported about it, then gets it, especially now that we are in this phase where we went through everything with all these precautions and you get it unexpectedly. It just had to be a big surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I think just about everybody, no matter what they think about this, all of a sudden, boom, realize you have it and be like, oh, man, yeah. I can't believe I got this. How to get this? But sure. I've taken lot of the precautions and but just like everybody else you know right now it's nice outside you're running around doing more you're seeing people uh, masking way less right oh hey the notebook's not going to protect you you know uh (laughs) (laughs) um this was it and i it i i almost feel lucky because you know here we are more than two and a half years later right and this was the first time i got it yeah um yes did it pass around the family, or was this just something unexpected, and and you, you kind of had to stay away from you everybody? Know, good question. Um, we I, yes, I did end up having to stay away from everybody, and I did not give it to um, my my wife or my daughter. Um, awesome. They they were lucky. Um, now there's always the question: um, Did my daughter have it first, and we not recognize because she had you know much more mild symptoms? Mm. Um, she had a lot of upper respiratory stuff going on the same week and tested negative like five times. Mm. She's in school. My, my daughter, if you haven't heard this one before, yeah, she, she's in elementary school. And so, I mean, right now there's COVID going around. There's the flu just starting to come in. Yeah. And then um, RSV, which is an upper, upper respiratory uh, virus that um, comes around usually once a year, sometimes in the fall, sometimes in the spring. Pennsylvania, we're getting it um, or a little bit earlier right yeah. now. So it's all kind of an imperfect storm. Right, right. You recently wrote about how with COVID that this is going to be a, a very bad season for flu and it's already started, right? Yep. Just to be able to decipher as to what the difference is between the flu and COVID, it's probably going to have those questions coming up again. I'm pretty sure that in, I mean, in sometimes the, the symptoms can be I mean, very similar. Um, with me, I had a temperature of 102 for mm. that kept going back up to 102. Yeah, more than three days, I would have you know the chills, the sweats, lethargy at times. I mean, yeah. and it sounds you know that sounds a lot like the flu sometimes. Yeah. Right. Uh, other friends of mine just had this ripping headache. And it's amazing the way that some people have talked about how the effects have lingered for them and others how it was barely just a cold. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting, you know, when we get to the point now where we're, when studies kind of figure yes. out what, what causes person A and B to have these reactions and then person C to have something else. But I mean, you know, as people, we're all, you know, we're not, it's hard to compare apples to apples. I mean, you know, right. we're all different ages. We're all different, you know, 
some are a lot more active than others. Um, some have one pre-existing issue. Some have, you know, I mean, some are high risk, some aren't. Right. So there's just so many different variables. Uh, how I have been able to avoid this over the course of these two and a half years to me is absolutely remarkable. I've had close family members, my own son, who I had been in close contact with, had it for a couple of days apparently without realizing it. I was with him constantly. Uh Um, I never tested positive. You know, uh, people that I teach that have had it, you know, people people in, in this very building, you know, that had it, that didn't realize it, and then they find out afterward. I was in close contact. 30, 40 years from now, when you do an analysis study of, like, what happened here, I, I think we're going to find some stuff out that might amaze us right now. And that's what I'm wondering, if perhaps it's the blood type that I have, perhaps if, if, if it's just something, did I have it but mildly and not realize it? It's amazing. Bo Moore's patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, I'm glad that you're okay and you weren't, um, you know, everything's okay with your family as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the things, you know, you're sitting there in a recliner, like completely uh, sort of removed from everybody else. My daughter will peek her head in every once, peeked her head in every once in a while saying, is your mask on? Is your mask on? (laughs) And, and, and and, And what I'm thinking most of is, man, I really hope I don't give it to either one of them. Right. You know, it, there's a very helpless feeling to that uh, yeah. that you don't really think about until you're sitting there with, you know, knowing you have it. I still don't want to get it, even though I I'm I feel a lot more secure in the fact that we can treat it better mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, the strains aren't as strong as it was when it first came out. So I don't fear it the way that I used to fear it. Yeah. But I also was in a crowded area just yesterday. I could have gone into a more crowded area of a restaurant, which was very packed yesterday with a long waiting line. I chose not to. And the reason why I didn't is because we are now going to be spending more time indoors. We're going to be spending more time in close proximity with each other. And I know the naysayers are out there saying, oh, come on, Bo, come on, come on. But, you know, seriously, I think we're going to see these numbers go back up again. And, and, and that's not me being n- nervous, Nelly. I think there's probably some scientific proof that will show that. Well, yeah. And, and, just, and just knowing kind of how things work. I mean, when you're, when you're indoors more and you're in those situations you were describing, I mean, it's happened every, it's happened every winter since this came about. That's right. The concern among the health professionals right now is that the – vaccination rates aren't what they were a year ago. So that's another variable. Like you said a minute ago, there's multiple boosters out there now that are available for those who are concerned about it. Also, the the treatment you can get if you begin to have serious, serious symptoms uh, that that can uh, kind of help you get through it. But yeah, I mean, there's, it, it, it's not, uh, this isn't uh, the Delta period right now where there was just nothing you can do about it. I've lost some close family members. And uh, so I, I, I want to be uh, extra, extra cautious, uh, just, yeah. uh, just in case. But you know what, though, on the other hand, though, I am glad that, you know, that we, I think as a society realize that this is something that it is always going to be there. And we just have to go on with our lives because of that. I yeah. do feel better about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think you can do both, yeah. you know, 
Um, yes, yes. This Agreed. just my, you know, not reporter David, but but just me, you know, you can you can continue to live your life and uh, and do things and whatever. And I think you know also decide to take certain precautions. I mean, I'm not walking around wearing a mask every day, but later this week when I'm getting on an airplane, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm going to be that close to that many people sharing the same air, that's a precaution I'm going to take. And, yeah. and I think for everybody, you got to kind of figure out, you know, you kind of go through it and you think, you know, hey, what am I, what am I comfortable with? And right. um, if you have your own families like we do, you know, those are other factors you have to weigh in. David Hurst, the Tribune Democrat. Just to make this timely right now too, David, if we could talk about um, the elections without talking about specific races, all these different things that surround the election, vote counting, all this stuff. There's there's always important information out there. Yeah, yeah, and you you can um, you know uh, f- find it pretty pretty easily. Um, you know the one thing we're hearing you know is that um, like for example mail in mail in ballots those are in you know they're coming in in pretty large numbers not. 2020 election sized but um but higher than the primaries and uh those of course uh for those who may have forgotten it cannot be counted until election night and so what does that mean it means that you know the unofficial tallies that we often you know print in the paper tuesday morning i'm sorry wednesday morning you know, it, it, it often takes a little longer the night before mm-hmm. to try to, to, to get that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, and this has never changed, these votes are never final until um, each county's computation board goes over them, you know, which is usually in mid-November. Right. Um, and, and has all, all, all these um, figures worked out. Now, sort of X factor in this, which we had last year as well, is you know that certain group of ballots it'll probably end up being set aside for you know dates and stuff like that um will they be counted won't they be counted yeah. uh that'll be that'll end up being up to the courts i'm sure with major statewide elections right now my fear is that we go through something like we had in 2020 regardless of what the outcome is yeah, yeah, no, that's that's for sure, um, and it's you know it's kind of only, you know, increased. I guess if yeah. anything, I mean, you've got with the world we live in today. Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got people running, and that is one of their major platforms. Um, and it's wild because just 2019, I guess it was. I mean, it's amazing that this simple popular bill to allow mail-in voting. Um, I mean, it was sponsored by one of our, you know. Rep- Republican uh, senators, um, uh, Stefano, um, mm-hmm. to to uh, allow this to happen. Right. It's just amazing that it went from from that to this. You know, I'm sure they never imagined this was going to be the hot topic. It still is today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a shame that it's you know it's turned out that way because uh, you know now we have a, a pretty significant percentage of people who distrust the process because of this right now. I really don't see any kind of resolution to this to this issue. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, that's for sure. A lot talked about with uh, this past weekend with that uh, high speed uh, uh, chase. Um, that's a pretty remarkable story. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and, uh, 
yeah, not not the kind of story uh, you 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 want to be right in position to be uh, having to tell. But um, I mean, it pretty much led, it pretty much traveled through a whole bunch of the greater Johnstown area. I mean, you go on Facebook or whatever, and you see a lot of people, you know, saying, "Hey, look, there it is. It drove by my house," or you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's a bit relieving that um, it didn't end up worse i mean there were just i mean when you have a chase like that moving through neighborhoods moving along highways at 100 speeds of 100 miles an hour on the highway at some points i mean there's just so many opportunities for things to go absolutely right when i read that what you wrote about that chase going on over 100 miles an hour just to think that uh you would assume the worst and to think that only one life was you know was taken um is actually pretty remarkable when that chase lasted as long as it did at that rate of speed. Uh, I, I mean, I can't imagine being in law enforcement and uh, you know just the just the danger you know that uh, that this put people in. Just amazing. Uh, yeah, I think we're and I think we're going to learn. It's going to take some time. I mean, uh, when when they do these kind of um, investigations, I mean, there's an internal one and there's going to be you know an external one that the district attorney's office will be looking at um i mean when you do these kind of investigations it, it, it takes time to kind of piece together everything that they saw everything that happened but i'm sure we're going to hear a, learn a lot more about things that happened on almost you know the, the whole way through that path right and uh and of course most importantly what happened at the the end there that led uh police to use uh lethal force and uh and take a life um it's, it's going to be a big center of that investigation i mean you know what Absolutely. what was it justified um at this point there's you know no, nothing to suggest that uh, it uh yeah it, it wasn't but there's also a lot of unanswered questions uh about why it would have been yeah you know one detail uh of of the report that you had that, that, that i was fascinated by that you know that this was a live Snapchat that was going on, right? That this this chase, I mean, that's the world we live in today. Yes, it's it amazing. is amazing. Yes, it is. Um, you just kind of throw up your hands on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, um, yeah, he he. There was at least two clips, uh, Mr. Prettler, um, had posted uh, that were were circulating. David Hurst of uh, Tribune Democrat, uh, joining us uh, today. You know, one that 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 uh, it's a nice follow up for our listeners here. But we talked to a gentleman uh, before COVID hit by the name of Max Merrill, who had a great story about the old 84 lumber that he was turning into a distillery. And many out there are wondering uh, what has developed with with Max Merrill in that project, the Pond Fay Distillery. Um, because unfortunately, uh, COVID uh, really damaged uh, some great plans that he had. I was happy to see a little follow-up story that you had uh, within the last few weeks. Uh, for for those who aren't familiar with this, um, Mr. Merrill is putting a um, fairly large uh, distillery in um, right off the uh, Route 219, one of the Somerset exits. This is going to be... It's going to have a, uh, a tasting room, an indoor-outdoor bar. Obviously, a lot of it will be dedicated to um, the, the big stainless steel tanks that, uh, that make the stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he wants to use a lot of local grains, uh, specifically rye, uh, to make his whiskey. Sort of a uh, heritage whiskey, if you will. Plenty of uh, documentation to show that um, the early settlers in uh, the region made plenty of whiskey with um, with what they had left over, and they used it. I mean, they used it in the 1700s almost as a currency. Yeah. Uh, I don't have this, but um, I do have these bottles of whiskey, and of course, this was a, a product that lasted for a long time. And Max can tell you some amazing stories about the history of whiskey production in this area of uh, the country. Really remarkable stuff. And it's, you know, his his plan originally was, you know, to have this whole historic site about how, how whiskey is, has been such an important part of this region. A lot of people don't know this, but a very important part of local history, whiskey production. Whiskey Rebellion, uh, I think everybody knows about that. His uh, Western Pennsylvania Whiskey Museum will be part of the uh, facility as well. That's great. Um, as well as uh, sort of a second phase or maybe a phase 1A that's going to put a, um, an outdoor um, music venue yes. in. Um, he's hoping to uh, have this ready in March, a um, little bit later than he wanted it to be, but um, yeah. a lot of things that are sort of out of everybody's mm. control mm-hmm. right now when you come to uh, permits and supply chains and just all the things involved in billing i mean a five million dollar yeah enterprise i was so impressed when i uh, spoke to him again this was pre-covid and then here comes covid and that just really put a wrench in everything obviously it set this back a couple of years but so happy to hear that it is indeed going to come to fruition and uh well i wish him and everybody involved with that the best of the best of luck it's 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 gonna be pretty pretty cool it it's it certainly seems that way i was down there last week for a little tour as the construction was going on and um it's uh, i mean very uh very ambitious project mm-hmm. that uh that certainly could uh pay a lot of dividends for our region well dave a couple minutes here left with you now and uh here we are uh approaching mid-november very soon and uh, we're not all that far away from the holidays approaching and i'm always impressed with where you sit at the tribune democrat your office is right there with what goes on in downtown johnstown um look forward to a pretty pretty festive time coming up in these next few weeks yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing what a transformation the uh, yeah. downtown does um, this time of year. Um, I mean, the centerpiece of it obviously being that uh, towering animated mm. Christmas tree. Yeah, which is an attraction, by the way, for people uh, from from all over the place. I mean, I you, you know, anytime I'm down there and I see people who who just are from out of town that you know that visited. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. And I think sometimes it's one of these things that we take for granted that we see all the time, but it is an amazing feat for all the volunteers to get together and, and, and pull this off every year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, the, um, the light up night as it started, I mean, it has just expanded so much. I mean, what I, my family went down, um, just to kind of hang out last year mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just, I mean, downtown was just buzzing. I mean, it, it, it felt like a, it was like a 30 degrees thunder in the valley down there as far (laughs) as the crowd goes. Great description. Um, But I mean, I I don't know if you were down there last year or not, Yeah. but um, it was, 
I mean, a lot of a lot of vendors set up and a lot, just a lot going on. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I certainly uh, look forward to everything that uh, will be going on uh, in uh, Central Park and all the volunteers that have some things going on with some, you know, special arts uh, going on throughout the community that involves. Uh, you know, Saturdays uh, during the month of uh, of December, culminating in uh, you know the the big New Year's Eve event, which seems to get bigger every year too. So, so much fun. Yeah, I saw I saw you and your son are going to be down there performing. Yeah, I believe uh, I believe Tucker Moore and I will be there on December seventeenth, uh, uh, performing our, our, our holiday tunes there. It's a great lineup of uh, of performers that they're going to have Saturdays during during. Uh, December there it's always a big highlight for us you know to get together for about a, an hour and and uh, and perform some things there there too and you know celebration Johnstown isn't all that far away either no know, it's as, not as talk, it know? doesn't seem like anything's all that far away right now anymore <laughs> does it <laughs> no, it does you know but what seems surprising is you know as, 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 as we talked about the way the weather has been uh recent days you know but you know that's that's going to change soon so so brace yourself people <laughs> yes yes it is it, it, enjoy every ray of sun you can uh, soak up so david hurst if uh, people want to reach out to you at the tribune what would you advise they do oh sure yeah they can uh, call me at uh, 532-5053 or they can email me at uh, d is in david h u r s T is in Tom at tribdem.com. I know you have uh, some time off coming up pretty soon, so glad you were able to make some time uh, today. You deserve it. I mean, there have been a lot of uh, interesting things going on here, and, you know, especially as uh, these elections now are, are over, and uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that the buildup to the election is, is, is over, but as you say, we still might have some time until we find out who's actually won a lot of these seats throughout the state of Pennsylvania. It, it sounds like you, what you're trying to say is you're really tired of your mailbox overflowing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> David Hurst, Tribune Democrat, really appreciate it, man. Hey, glad to be here. <laughs>